Today's episode is sponsored by the American Chemistry Council. Chemistry creates, America competes. So last time you had a recall effort in California, Kevin, you ended up with Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger, the governator. Hasta la vista, baby. Who, who could you end up with this time around? Who's the 2021 equivalent of early 2000s Schwarzenegger? <laughs> uh, somebody recently referred to Schwarzenegger as a political unicorn. Uh, you hear names like, oh, if Tom Hanks ran, he could win. Or if Magic Johnson <laughs> ran, he could win. Uh, now I've got an image of, of Governor Hanks in my head and I can't get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> with Wilson. Wilson! Wilson! <laughs> yes, Tom Hanks as governor and, and Wilson the Ball from Castaway as lieutenant governor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jeremy Siegel. This is Politico Dispatch. And today... Wilson, where are you? Kevin Yamamura on how the Hanks-Wilson ticket might just be fantasy, but the campaign to recall California Governor Gavin Newsom just got really real. Back here in California, Governor Gray Davis set to launch a new campaign today, this time aimed at derailing an effort to recall him from office. The California recall is the talk of the country this morning. Actor Arnold Schwarzenegger surprised everybody with his announcement to run for governor, and today... Every governor has faced a recall petition, but there's only been one actual California gubernatorial recall, the one in 2003 with Schwarzenegger and Gray Davis. The historic recall election is now history, and Arnold Schwarzenegger is California's governor-elect. California has given me the greatest gift of all. You've given me your trust by voting for me. Thank you very much to all the people of California for giving me the great trust. So it's not unusual that Newsom had recall petitions out there, a governor who won uh, with more than 60% of the vote in 2018. Now I can stand before you knowing I will have the incredible privilege of serving as your next governor. What was unusual that these petitions caught fire at the exact worst moment for Newsom. Tonight, while Governor Newsom is telling all of us to have Thanksgiving dinner outside, he's facing some new fallout for that fancy birthday dinner party he went to at the French Laundry. Governor Newsom is seen sitting with members of multiple different households, all without masks. A new poll by the Berkeley Institute of Governmental Studies shows 46% of Californians approve of Newsom's job performance, 48% disapprove. That's a drop from September when 64% approved. Music to the ears of those trying to recall Newsom. They caught fire not just because of French Laundry, but because we had been almost a year into the pandemic and people were really frustrated. And it also coincided with California's worst moment of the pandemic with cases rising higher than ever, with hospitals overburdened. This is what it looks like when hospitals reach a breaking point. Tonight, Central California joining the southern end of the state in crisis. No open ICU beds for a region home to more than 27 million people. 
and and people were having these stay-at-home restrictions and curfews imposed on them. Schools had been closed for most children and still still are closed for most children. Yeah, Governor Gavin Newsom appearing frustrated as his school reopening plan for California is now stalling two weeks before he had hoped to get young students back into the classrooms. So you have a lot of frustration that has been building over time in California, even though it's a really uh, blue state where Democrats uh, control so much of government in California. The recall effort against Governor Gavin Newsom continues to gain traction. One of the organizations in charge of the effort saying more than 1.2 million signatures have been collected, which potentially brings them closer to the next step. One of our reporters, Jeremy Wyatt, wrote a story describing how, how the signatures were gathered just at the most opportune moment for the recall proponents. So, Kevin, today is the deadline for opponents of Newsom to submit enough signatures to get the recall on the ballot. They need 1.5 million signatures. Are they going to have enough? We think they are more than likely going to have enough. They say they have at least 2 million signatures collected. They need the 1.5 million valid signatures. Um, You usually build in wiggle room, a, a good cushion. And we've seen a higher rate of uh, validity from this batch of signatures than we have in, in a normal initiative drive. So, so they're in good shape. And in fact, they're in such good shape that, that Governor Newsom um, yesterday morning went on national television and said, we think they're going to qualify this, this recall and we're getting ready. This one appears to have the requisite signatures. This started before the pandemic. If you look at the list of grievances from the proponents of this campaign, it goes to our values. It's it's less about me, it's more about California and our values, Democratic Party values, issues related to the browning of California, immigration, issues related to low carbon- And others, uh, including Senators Warren, Booker, Sanders, uh, joined forces on Monday to launch a campaign. Democrats are taking this very seriously nationally. So, you know, we're, we're taking it seriously. I, I have to do my job every single day, but I'm going to fight this thing because I'm going to fight for California values and the things I hold dear. And I think the vast majority of Californians, regardless of their political stripes, hold dear. Um, and we're also going to see Republicans nationally get involved. We've already seen some of the folks like Huckabee uh, and Gingrich uh, giving their name and their money to this. So we'll, we'll see what happens. What exactly happens next here? Um, Like after all of the signatures are counted and verified, when will voters actually decide on this? We we believe it's going to be most likely sometime this fall, October, November, and that voters uh, will get a ballot. All registered voters will get a ballot in the mail like we did for the 2020 uh, November election that will have this recall question on it. It will be two, a two-part question. The first question will be, do you want to recall Gavin Newsom? And the second question will be, if the recall passes, uh, which candidate would you want to replace him? Mm-hmm. And then we're going to start seeing folks, uh, if they haven't already declared their intent or said they want to run, we're probably going to start seeing some very serious politicians decide whether they'll get in into the ring. Richard Grinnell is a name because he's tied to Trump. He was a Trump appointee. Uh, we'll probably also see a number of celebrities, maybe some B-listers uh, <laughs> uh, jump in as well. You know, it, it doesn't take a, a lot to put your name on the ballot, uh, relatively speaking. And I think, um, you know, last time we had 135 candidates in the 2003 recall. So, 
you know, it kind of becomes a little bit of uh, an all-comers event at that point. Do you think Newsom could seriously be kicked out of office here? We still think it's a long shot for a few reasons. I mean, uh, this is a very democratic state. Uh, Democrats have uh, super majorities in both houses of the legislature. Mm -hmm. Joe Biden got 63.5% of the vote in November. So, you know, he's he's got a base of support. And there are plenty of people who might be unhappy with him, might be frustrated with their schools, might be frustrated with restaurants being closed or what have you. And that frustration may die down by the time we get to the fall, because, I mean, look, every, uh, the vaccines, uh, everybody's likely to have had an opportunity, every adult at least is likely to have had an opportunity to get vaccinated who wants one. Um, we're going to hopefully see uh, a lot more parts of society opening up. You know, we we're talking about Major League Baseball opening here in April, which I should say that some people think is early. And those who think it's early think that the governor is reacting to this recall drive, that he is now moving to try to open some things uh, a little bit earlier, potentially, than he would have otherwise. So it's probably a, a tough road for Republicans to convince the California electorate to recall him once it's on the ballot in in a time when frustration may have died down and the pandemic isn't uh, what it was in December, January. But at the same time, uh, you know, when we saw it in 2003, as we, as I said, you know, somebody referred to Schwarzenegger as a sort of political unicorn. I mean, that was the thing is it wasn't just that Gray Davis was unpopular and that people were frustrated and wanted to recall him, but that you had an option that people liked at that time, a celebrity sort of uh, independent Republican type who really appealed to people. Mm -hmm. Right now, we don't see somebody like that. So we'll see. But, you know, anything can happen. No, nobody would have expected we'd be where we are, you know, if you'd asked us two years ago, right after Newsom took office. I mean, that we'd be t sitting here talking about him trying to save his political life at this point. So... Who knows? I mean, <laughs> you know, a few months is, uh, is quite a bit of time and anything can happen. Kevin Yamamura, thanks so much for talking with me. Thank you. Also today, President Joe Biden will hold his first formal news conference on March 25th. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki announced the plan yesterday. While the president has periodically taken questions from reporters, Biden has been under increased fire from conservative news outlets as well as some political allies for waiting longer than some predecessors to hold a media availability after taking office. If the March date holds, Biden will have gone more than two full months without holding a news conference. Recent past presidents have typically done so within their first month as a good-faith gesture toward the free press. And U.S. intelligence officials say during the presidential election last year, Russia once again tried to help then-President Trump win the White House. In a long-awaited post-mortem released yesterday, the intelligence community said, quote, We assess that Russian President Putin authorized and a range of Russian government organizations conducted influence operations aimed at denigrating President Biden's candidacy and the Democratic Party, supporting former President Trump, undermining 
public confidence in the electoral process, noting that a primary tactic Russia used in the effort was the spreading of corruption allegations involving Biden and Ukraine. Unlike in 2016, though, officials say they did not see persistent Russian cyber efforts to gain access to election infrastructure. Subscribe to Politico Dispatch wherever you get your podcasts. And to stay up to date on the recall effort in California, be sure to subscribe to Politico's California Playbook newsletter. You can find that at politico.com newsletters. I'm Jeremy Siegel. Thanks for listening.